I don't care how many hours you meditate, how many hours of yoga you do, what you practice, what you read. If your heart is not open, when your heart is open, the love gushes out. I call it the tsunami of spirit. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Valley Podcast. I'm so excited about a conversation today because we're going to step into the, the spiritual side. So as many of you who follow me know, I, I love speaking about mindset, about health and wellness, a wide variety of topics. But one of the things I don't get to talk about as much is the spiritual side. I'm a big believer in the unseen. And in my day-to-day life, when I set goals, when I set intentions, I always make it a point to do, I guess, what in the traditional world we call prayer. In my case, it's prayer, but I believe in communicating not just with God, but with guides. Call them guides, call them angels. If you guys have done the silver method, you might call them counselors. But to me, it's one of the most powerful things that I do. And I cannot tell you the sheer amount of magic and synchronicity that I've witnessed in my in my life as I've taken this, this practice more seriously, which is why I'm so excited about our guest today, Agapi Stasinopoulos. Agapi teaches on Thrive Network, uh, her sister Ariana Huffington's media company dedicated to health and wellness. I'm a, I've been a big fan of Ariana for many years, and I'm delighted to now get to connect with Agapi. So Agapi has a new book coming out. And the book is about talking to spirit. It's about, it's about prayer. The book is coming out from Penguin Random House. So me and Agapi have the same publisher and it's called Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire and Uplift You. You can check it out at wakeuptothejoyofyou.com to learn more. This is what Jessica Alba said about it. A lovely book that vibrates with wisdom. Agape of bringing spirituality to your fingertips and reminding you that the spirit already lives inside you. Connecting with your higher self or spirit through prayer is a practice for all of us, no matter your beliefs. So Agape has been trained at the London, in, in London at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. She has a master's degree in psychology from the University of Santa Monica. She was born and raised in Athens, Greece, and spends her time teaching meditation workshops for Thrive Global the company founded by her sister. Her previous books were on Greek archetypes that were turned into PBS specials. And today, I'm so excited to have her join and speak about Speaking with Spirit. Agapi, welcome to the Mind Valley Podcast. I'm a big fan of yours because I just totally honor and respect and love how you bring content with such humanity, authenticity, and generosity of sharing. And um, Thank you. I'm an advocate like you are that when a human being learns something that is a truth or an awakening, we have a responsibility to share it with our fellow humans. And to me, that's exactly what you continuously uh, are doing now for years. So thank you. Thank you, Agapi. So Agapi, I'm so curious. Firstly, what sparked you to write this book? Tell us about that journey, because it sounds like a like this with this much vulnerability and soul probably came from something that you experienced in your life. Yes. Well, 
Um, where do I begin? Um, I just want to honor my mother who passed away uh, 22 years ago. And uh, I know you are a family man yourself. And my mother um, brought me and Ariana in the most incredible, grounded spiritual way, not religious. She was not a woman who went to church, but she was a woman who honored the spirit and the life force uh, in our everyday life. And my mother had this incredible ability to commune with something larger than ourselves. And that's what I call God. And um, for our audience right now, I just want to ask you to give yourself permission to define God how you define it. Because religion can restrict us and say, this is God and this is God. But really, as Vision so beautifully said, it's the it's the unknown, it's the mis- mysterious, it's the invisible. And the invisible is very difficult to bring down to this um, limited material expression. So with my mother's uh, roadmap, uh, I uh, unfolded since I was 12 years old with yoga and meditation. Can you believe it? As a teenager mm-hmm. in Athens, Greece, I was, uh, both Ariana and I were taught yoga and meditation. The, auto, the book autobiography of a yogi was my, by my mother's side in Greek. So years later, you know, I studied in London at the Royal Academy and, um, I, I had a dream to really to be an actress and I, and I'm a very, very good actress as well. I can do amazing monologues of Shakespeare and the Greek <laughs> and Bernard Shaw. And always people say to me, Oh my God, you're such a good actress. How come you're not acting? And I said, that's because God had another plan for me. And my plan um, with God in partnership and my soul was to awaken to my own soul. When I went to Los Angeles to do a movie, I am um, very um, lost in terms of away from my family and in the Hollywood um, world, which is a very difficult place to really uh, connect because there's a lot about glamour and, and illusion. And, and yet in that place, I was able to, uh, find the connection with spirit. Uh, the movie I went to do did not work out. And at the age of 23 started my conscious spiritual path. I had a spiritual awakening, very specific. I describe it in the book through reading the book autobiography of a yogi. And I had an an awakening of the third eye opening and seeing myself as a soul, as a light and vision. I call that moment grace because ultimately we don't will these things. We just, our soul yearns for the connection and then the connection shows up in our life. And at that point, I asked for a spiritual master and I met my teacher. Uh, that's uh, when I was 23. And um, I started, my teacher's name is John Roger, uh, passed away. But the, the, the practice that I have is called the movement of spiritual inner awareness about soul transcendence. Uh, it's global. It's very small, but it's a path of where everything about your life is about awakening to your soul, to your spirit, to your light. And I started the practice of knowing, and I remember very specifically, I want to share with my listeners, I was um, up in, in LA on a little mountaintop meditating. And in the most unknown way, you know, when you're a young girl and you don't know what your life is going to be, the insecurities, the financial insecurities, the career insecurities, the relationship insecurities. And I closed my eyes and I, I asked 
for that presence that I had experienced in the awakening to, to fill me. And I saw the light and the light came in and filled me in my heart and in my soul and in my being. And I remember saying very specifically, Vision, I will never be alone anymore. And it was an amazing moment. It was in a moment that I pray every human being should know that we are not alone. But then starts the process and the path and the unfolding and what we call, uh, for lack of a better word, the karma of your mm-hmm. unfolding of your being and the studying. And I did endless seminars. But fundamentally, what I learned was that this light that I had experienced needed to be evoked every day, every moment. So I would start my day uh, in my spiritual practice by saying, I ask, and, I, and I'm doing it right now for all of us, I ask for the higher light that is in me to fill me, protect me, and surround me. And I ask that any negativity, any disturbance, any lack of peace, any angst that is dwelling in my consciousness to be released into the nothingness where it came from. That's it. Nothing, nothing else, but that's it. The minute you ask for the light, the light shows up, but we must ask. So that started this journey of agape with, you know, many experiences and studies and writing books and performing the Greek goddesses and going to Greece to film them and on and on. And then one day my spiritual teacher said, you must tell people how you became you, how you found the strength to share your heart, your what I call my agapiness. Agape means unconditional love. And I said, right, I'm going to write a book and tell everybody from the beginning, from Greece, what my mother taught me and Ariana, coming as, as, as young girls to London to study, uh, learning the, the, the wisdoms of how life shows up for you, but you have to show up for life. The fears, the anxieties, I said it all in a book called Unbinding the Heart, because the thing that I learned the most from my mother and my spiritual teacher was that if your heart, my friends, is closed, it don't mean a thing. I don't care how many hours you meditate, how many, how many hours of yoga you do, what you practice, what you read. If your heart is not open, when your heart is open, the love gushes out. I call it the tsunami of spirit. And that spirit lives in each human being. And once you connect with your heart, you must now share it unconditionally. Not because I'll give you this, you give me this. And that heart starts to connect with everything and everyone around you. And and you start to feel happiness, joy, contentment. Because we do not see the invisible, God has given us each other. So when you are bereft, when you don't know how to reach out, reach out to vision, reach out to agape, reach out to the amazing teachers at Mind Valley, reach out to your best friend, reach out to someone that you haven't connected with, but you feel you want to reach out to. And that unconditionality is what I learned. I stretched and I stretched till my heart became so big that I I would stand in front of thousands of people and speak. And I completely felt myself, 
vulnerable, authentic, because I said, if I have gone through this, it means every human being goes through this. So the compassion, the empathy, the connection was so visceral. And whenever I finished my events, hundreds of people will come and hug me and I'll hug them. And it became a love fest. So then I wrote my other book, Wake Up to the Joy of You. And 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 again, I taught people very specifically. I have chapters like Four Magic Words, Can You Help Me? When you're stuck, please reach out. Please ask, not of neediness and weakness, but out of the strength that you deserve to be helped. When you are down, ask inside, ask outside. And then I think four years later after that book became really loved by people and I started to teach a lot of meditations with Ariana Thrive and the courses and coaching, but always from a very visceral place, from a very connected place of saying the purpose of each human being here is to wake up to who we are as a soul, as a spirit, as a connected to God. So I had an experience. It was a very specific moment where a dear friend uh, who is a practitioner, an acupuncture practitioner, and teaches about fertility and teaches a lot about health, brought me her book. And she said, Agapi, can we please bless this book so that it goes out with the knowledge that I've for years imparted in this book? And I said, yes, let's take this book. We put our hands on the book And we said a prayer and we said, we ask for the spirit and the light to charge this book so that we let it go for free into the world to touch the hearts and the lives of many so people will know they can live in radiant health. We did a blessing and we both cried. And I said, oh my God, this is amazing. I felt the book and the pages and the wisdom in the book was charged. And at that moment, vision Something said, Agape, you must write a book about the power of evoking the light, the prayers. So people will know that prayer is not a structured on the pedestal on Sunday mornings at church or when you do it with your, with your, with your culture or with your practice. Prayer is a daily 24 seven thing. It's opening the gates to you and your spirit and God. And as you said, bring your guides every moment in the shower, when you're making your cappuccino, when you are interacting at the supermarket with people, when you're online at the TSA at the airport, you pray, you bring that light. And my friends, you become a light bearer, a warrior on this planet that needs you. I'm talking to each person here. You are needed and you've got it. I had a woman in a podcast two weeks ago who said, started to cry in the middle of the podcast. And she said, oh my God, God is inside of me. God is inside of me. It's not out there. And I went, hallelujah. And that's the moment I pray you will all experience. It's not, we all think the teachers have it, the enlightened people. You got it right this minute that you're listening to me and Vision You've got it, and I want you to own it. I want you to find the courage to say, I've got it. I don't quite know where it is. I don't quite know how to pray. I I feel silly when I pray. So what? Feel silly. Feel like a child, you know, where you say, my beloved, I know you are somewhere in here. Show me. Show me today. 
I'm ready. And you come in and, and you walk down the street and you feel something tapping in your shoulder and you go, what is this? And you hear a guide say, I'm here. I've always been here. Thank you, Agape. That is so beautiful. I literally was tearing up as you were saying that because I feel that. And that it's uh, this, this topic is so interesting. So speaking of the word Agape, right? Have you heard of Michael Beckwith's church in LA, Agape, yes. the Agape Spiritual Center? I love that church. You know, so many times in LA, people say to me, oh, you own a church? <laughs> and I would say, right. no, I'm Agape Stasinopoulos. I don't own a church. But okay, what the hell? You know, I can make a church, but Agape Church, exactly. So I'm going to tell you a, a, a crazy story about this, right? So Michael Beckwith is a very dear friend, and, and he teaches on Mind Valley, and he was speaking at one of our festivals. So this was in Costa Rica, maybe like five years ago. And he was telling this incredible story. And um, I, I was I was running the event, so I was busy making sure the lighting, the sound, I was like, yes, the, yes. the dinners was, was set up. And then he started telling the story, and it suddenly caught my attention. And listening to the story changed my life because I believed in guides and angels, but I wasn't actively using him. Michael spoke about how he was swimming in Costa Rica, and a riptide yes. started pulling him into the ocean. Wow. And he couldn't break free. He couldn't break free, and he was sure he was going to die. And all of a sudden, he screamed out, like, if this, if I still have work to do in the world, God, spirit, whoever is here, just help me. And all yes. of a sudden, he felt a wave, and then he felt another wave, and then he felt another wave, and he was on shore. Something had, like, pushed him directly to shore. Wow. The very next day, when he caught his breath and he was, he was, he was um, functional again, he wondered, like, like, what happened? And then it wow. dawned on him. He asked for help from spirit, and then three waves came and pushed him to shore. And he turned to spirit again and he said, well, what took you so long? And the response he got was this, we were waiting for you to ask. Right. We cannot interfere exactly. unless you ask. Exactly. And I thought that was such a powerful lesson because I always thought, okay, you have guides and angels. And well, wh why aren't they looking out for me? Like, why was I going through that near bankruptcy? Why was I going through that health issue? And I realized I never asked. But when yes. I started asking from that day, I started asking. It's like I live life in, in magic. It's been incredible. And, and, and I, I totally relate to every single thing you said. And that's one of the main points I actually make in the book that we must dare to ask. And Vision, I want to ask you, and I ask people I'm in conversation with, why is it that we don't pray? I mean, even for me, that I believe so much in the presence, I have days where I forget. I don't know about you where I forget to ask, um, because right. when you are down and you're going through a struggle. So tell me, why do you think we don't pray? I, I think we don't pray because the concept of prayer has been mm. words, words often mislead us. There are many different types of prayer. And the concept of prayer has been turned into a rote memorization yes. uh, because of organized religion. Now, I, I'm, I'm not in any way bashing organized religion, Absolutely. but in many ways, it has been turned into a rote memorization and we lose our emotional feel with it. And so I grew up in a Hindu family and my God, the rituals and the, and the stuff we had to go through, it annoyed me as a child. But the memorization, but sitting in a boring, in a boring temple for one hour, hearing a priest go on and on and on in Sanskrit in a language you don't understand, that what turns people off. So yeah. I gave up on religion. I decided I this I actually decided as a teenager I hated religion. Religion was bad. 
It was yeah. only later on I realized that I was confusing spirituality and religion. Exactly. And then when I realized that don't have to repeat these old mantras, that sitting listening to someone speaking in a language that you don't understand is not the point. There is an unseen and this unseen doesn't care about tradition. It doesn't care about, about where you're standing or when you ask or whether you've washed your hands or whether you've eaten vegan food. You just <laughs> ask. Um, see, we like project all of our human desires and insecurities on the unseen. You yes. must be good. You must not have sex before marriage. You must clean out all the gluten from your refrigerator. You know, yes. all of this nonsense, but it doesn't really care because it lives in the world of no judgment. So when we just ask, there's such incredible magic that happens. And there is this great phrase that I love that I have in the book that I say, God is not a being. It's a state of being. And it's a state of being that is we have access to 24-7. You know, that um, my spiritual teacher used to say, heaven is not a location, it's a vibration. But it's a vibration right. that is higher from this physical, emotional, mental level. So in order to get to that vibration that is here right now, because it's in our breath, our very breath is connected to our spirit. And, and we need to slow down that part and we need to rise the vibration. And I know you talk a lot about vibration and, and so right. each one of us, and I mean, there is meditation of course, and people always say, what's the difference with meditation to me? Meditation is more passive where you lean back and you just allow the unconscious and the subconscious to do what they're doing, but your mind can interfere. So I encourage you all to start your meditation practice or your yoga practice to evoking that light or that prayer aloud because my friends, your voice carries the sound current. The, so the sound, the universe is a sound. We all know that. And if you go way up, if you ever ski or go up to the mountains, you hear that hum. And that's why the sound and, and any, any sound also of composers the i mean if you ever want to if you're ever feeling depressed and unhappy and disconnected listen to beethoven's ninth ode to joy go on youtube there is a um there is a chorus of in japan of a thousand chorus and instruments and they do ode ode to joy by beethoven we can put it in the chat Trust me, you're going to be blown away. Yes. Agapi, could you mention that again? Where can we find that particular version of Ode to Joy? At YouTube, Ode to Joy. It's a Japanese uh -huh. version. And then we'll find it afterwards and we can share it with our audience. To me, when I feel disconnected and, you know, I have especially, let me just speak for a minute on the pandemic. I don't know how things are in Estonia where you are. I'm in New York City. It's snowing today. I was in Los Angeles for a year and a half, March 14th, 2020. Ariana, my nieces, Christina and Isabella, and my nieces, fiance, then now they're married. We went to Los Angeles at our home, a beautiful house with a garden and beautiful trees. And we thought we would be there for a month. And I, we ended up staying for a year and a half because that's when the pandemic um, exploded everywhere. And New York was really very bad. So we said, we'll go to LA. Then, of course, LA was bad. And during that pandemic, I felt absolutely uh, exiled. I had a very, very hard time. And this is where I had to write this book. I had a deadline. Donna was calling me, said, we need the chapters of this book. <laughs> 
And I was, um, you know, being that I'm an extrovert, I think you are an extrovert, my, I think, Vision, because I, I see am. you interacting with people. Imagine if, I mean, we had to do the Zooms and, and the FaceTimes and the technology, but I viscerally, not only am I an extrovert, I'm a Greek extrovert. You know what that means? I love <laughs> I've seen the love. movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, exactly. so I can imagine. I love food. I love people. I love events. I love weddings. And I missed my friends. I missed not being able to see anybody. I missed going to the supermarket to buy my food, to the restaurants, the events, everything. And I felt in a straitjacket. And at that moment, I had to choose spirit. I had to ask for comfort. And you'll see that in each prayer, I start with bringing where you are at the table. So it's not like, how are you? I'm okay. No, I was not okay. So if you asked me how I was, I would say, I am angry. I am upset. I am, I'm suffering this loss of, of loneliness, everything you can imagine. And out of that, I dictate my books, by the way, because I'm not a computer. I'm an orator. I'm, a, I'm an actress. I'm a performer. So I need to speak to another human being. So I would either write on my iPhone. I wrote endless chapters on my dictating on my iPhone, walking up and down the street, walking up and down, hiking. Um, and I will go sit by the ocean um, in my car. I will walk by the ocean. But I started to pour out and sit in my garden, and I heard Spirit say to me, let me comfort you. Let me walk with you. The world as you've known it has changed, but I have not changed. Find me, ask me, and in that stillness, in that aloneness, I felt an extraordinary, extraordinary presence of the Spirit. And that's what I wanted to share with all of you is that in that silence, for me, I, I unfolded and found the comfort and the soothing that we all need. You know, we all, we all need the lover. That's the beautiful, inner- Agapi. Before we continue, I just want to, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, I want to make sure you know where to find Agapi's book. Okay, so all you got to do is go to the following website, wake up to the joy of you dot com okay wake up to the joy of you dot com and you can and, find it in any bookstore or any anything yeah. online i mean we all have our favorite bookstores and the book just came out on audible as well my dear vincent oh, that's great. You know? and i love the audio because i find that when i speak and i medit and i do the prayers and the meditations there is a lot of spirit that comes in that soothes people. Again, I'm back in the soothing, you know. The, the, the book has 52 prayers to guide, inspire, and uplift you. Are you able to read us one of these prayers? Maybe something uh, short? Yes. Oh, my God, I have so many. Let me ask you, what did you get a hit on? First of all, I have a, a little, I have a lot of quick God fix to hear the voice of your wisdom. I love, um, this is very short, and it's me saying, God, what do you have to say to me, God? Shut up and let me love you. <laughs> me, thank you. <laughs> so <clears throat> often, um, Spirit just wants us to shut up and let ourselves be loved because we are too busy uh, asking, even in asking. And uh, one of the prayers that I have often is not just 
I want this or I want that, but help me find the strength in coping or or um, going through this challenge that I'm going through. So, for example, you might be um, dating and you might want this man or this woman to um, be yours and to, to have a partnership, but it's not happening. So you can pray, I want this person to come and be in my life so we can be married. But let's say it's not happening. So why about asking and saying, show me if this is the person for me, let grace and ease and support come and show me. And if this is person is not for me, please show me how to let go because I don't know how to let go. So um, always start by, if you're talking to your best friend, you know, like, um, I'm tired, I'm burned out, I'm, I'm going through financial difficulties. I'm, I, you know, all the challenges that we are all going through. One woman said to me, my husband lost his job. I am pregnant with a new child. We have a child. I'm so worried. I, and, and said, my, uh, my parents don't have the means. I, I'm concerned I'll be evicted. I mean, you know, Vision, these are survival major problems people have every day. So my prayer, I said to her, let us pray because with all the challenges, let us pray for the miracles and your guides to come and help you and find the solutions. And indeed, a friend of hers came from Australia and moved back to this country and called her and a friend that was much more affluent. And out of the blue, she asked this woman, can you help us now? Because, and this woman said, absolutely, and was able to help in a very practical way. So that to me is in the prayer of that moment, instead of paralyzing yourself with a fear, which can paralyze us, rising to asking someone to pray for you. Okay. I like that. So Agapi, we have a question. This is from Dipti Pandit. I'm going to put the question on screen. Dipti, thank you for your question. And Dipti asks us, what are spirit guides? Does it have to be one guide per person or different guides at different stages of life or situations? What what are spirit guides? Is that what he asked? Yes. What, well, spirit spirit guides, um, there, there are invisible beings that are in the spiritual form. So obviously you don't see them, but you can see them in your meditation or you can feel their presence. I go more with the feeling of the presence. And the more you spend time with them, the more you interact, the more you keep a journal by your bedside so you write. And the more you allow yourself to come in the stillness. And if you can find the stillness in your home, in your office, if not, find a place in nature if you can. Find a place where uh, it's out of your doing environment and somewhere that pulls you to your being environment. Or even mm-hmm. watching um, beautiful gardens uh, on YouTube, you know, where there's so many videos. Watching, um, I will send everybody vision. I just realized Ariana at Thrive has created 60-second resets and one of my favorite, literally one minute, is the seven wonders of the world. And I always say to her, and it's just 60 seconds of pictures and videos of the of the seven wonders. I'm going to send it to you, and if Bianca uh, can share it, I don't have it now, yeah. but as soon as we hang up, please share it with your um, your, your audience and your members, because 
I literally watch it and I go, my God, the pyramids, my God, in Brazil, the Niagara Falls, um, in America. I mean, the, the miraculous things on this earth lift you to, to see the miracle on the planet and then take you inside to start experiencing the miracle inside. Does that answer your question? Yes. Now, now there's a second part to Deepti's question, and it is, does it have to be one guide per person or different mm -hmm. guides at different stages of your life? Not at all. It can be many guides for people. Uh, our souls have guides. And I would say my, one of my favorite practices, Vision, is uh, I have a journal. I, I usually keep it by my side here. It's called Agape's Prayers. And in it, I write with my favorite pen, and I write this phrase, spirit, speak to me. And then I free from right. I, I download spirit. So you can actually say, my soul speaks to me. And then you let your soul guide you because the greatest guide really is your spirit and your soul or a, a wise voice inside of you. It's right there. And as you write it, pen and paper grounds it in you. So make a practice, have a journal, put your name on it, make it as beautiful as you want and have this relationship with your pen and paper, not the computer, because there is something that happens to the brain that grounds the knowledge that's already embedded mm. in us. Okay. And now the second question is from Irene Lambrou. How do spirit guides communicate with us? It, it, it's like um, a, an intuition of where you hear the voice, you hear the guidance. And the more you uh, allow it to come in, the more uh, you trust it. Because a lot of people say to me, how do I trust it's my inner voice and not my ego, for example? And that's practice, my friends. And the more you can, one of the best times to listen to your guides is just uh, in your sleep, you can ask that they can come and visit you and you can wake up in the morning be between the two worlds, between sleep and awakening, the energy can come in and you can hear and you're, you're not quite mm. in the world and you're not quite there, but you have this awareness or in your dream. And you can say, oh my God, I had this dream. I was by a lake and I saw this being or I heard my mother's voice. And you go, yes, your mother who passed away might be your guide now from the other side. So start to, as Vision said, practice, ask and and practice that um, that discipline of, of listening. You've got to make time. You've got to pause. Beautiful, Agapi. Now, there's a final question, and this is from David Bills. And David and, asks, how do we tell the difference between our guides and ego? Well, exactly. And that's a very wonderful question. Thank you so much. I, one of my prayers is always, let me not be deceived. Let me not be deceived. And that's where you also can have mentors and teachers mm -hmm. and say, you know, I heard this. My, I mean, um, I tell you exactly a very specific little thing. There is a person around us right now where I felt um, they're going through something. And I, you know, and I don't quite know. And my sister and I were talking and I said, well, what do you think is going on with this per person, you, you know, with this woman? And I was uh, at night making my tea, about to go to sleep. And my sister and I always pray at night before we go to sleep. We live together. 
And it's so sweet. You know, we always call in the light. We give thanks for the day and we ask anything of the day to be released. And actually that's the uh, prayer I'm going to read you afterwards. It's called put the day to rest. And as I was making my TV show to, to go to sleep, I heard the word sorrow. She's in sorrow. I have no idea where that came from, my friends. I didn't make it up. And I said to Ariana, I think she's having sorrow in her life. Now, I don't know why she's having sorrow, but it gave me an awareness of where her consciousness is at. You know, so it's where you learn to listen to the fine, uh, to the fine lines where, you know, you ask for your intuition to be awakened. It's so beautiful, right. but it's a process. It's a practice. It takes time. So I love that. In, uh, um, um, you know, uh, in my uh, book, uh, the book, my friends, is divided into uh, categories, which is uh, living, creating, becoming, overcoming, transforming, and loving. And um, I have a prayer that I love. It's called put the day to rest. How the, the, the time when you go to sleep, from the time you go to uh, to come back to the world is very sacred. So may I read this prayer, Vision, dear? Yes. Dear beloved, I allow myself to lie my body down, to take a deep, long, slow breath and exhale the day away. I did the best I could with all that was on my plate. There were no catastrophes, no earthquakes, nothing that shook the earth except what happened in my mind. So now I exhale and I let my mind rest and unravel and discard what didn't go my way. I give myself permission to soften my heart and take in the good. All is well. What's left undone will be done tomorrow. I declare it a good day, a day that emerged with all its ups and downs. For any parts of myself that feel the judgments, longings, frustrations, fears, worries about those I love, and all the indecisions of my life, I lay them down to rest. I offer them to the higher light in me. Whatever is stuck, hurt, or unfulfilled, let it be dissolved in the grace of the night. In my dreams, show me, guide me, and instruct me on everything I need solutions for, and help me open the channel to receptivity so that I may receive my wisdom, my soulfulness, and my power to create the life I want for me and those I love. Show me in my dreams that I'm not alone, that I am always guided. Let me put the day to rest and sleep in perfect harmony. There you are. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Agapi. And thank you for this conversation. The book is wakeuptothejoyofyou.com. That's where you can get the book. And the book is called Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. And Agapi, I want... such a beautiful book. I can't wait to buy a copy for several, for myself and several of my friends, because I love books with that you can just open up and when whenever you feel you need a dose of wisdom and just read something so beautiful. And I want to encourage everybody to read the prayers loud, write your own prayers. And if you get the book, when you get it, I would so appreciate it if you uh, post a picture of you and the book. I want to see your face or even read the stories on, on, on a social media or read the poems. And, and each poem brings you your humanity and your spirituality and blends them together. So I encourage you all to start this sweet practice 
of prayer without ceremonies, just unabashed, unadorned. Show up in who you are because your maker, your 36 trillion cells that are making you and all of us right now are for you. It's your life force. So may we continue this conversation. I also want to give my um, email if anybody has questions or wants to share my uh, guided meditations. I give a few of them as my gift, agapi at unbindingtheheart.com. And um, I love your community. Vision, you have created an incredible family, and I'm so glad to be part of it now, forever. Thank you, Agapi. Thank you so much. I'm Vision Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.